Thank you for tuning in to another edition of the Business of Fun podcast. I am your host, Dave Wakeman, and today's episode is brought to you by my friends at Booking Protect, the global leaders in refund protection. Any listing, any sector, anywhere, Booking Protect has you covered with the world's most comprehensive refund protection product. To find out how you and your organization can partner with Booking Protect to deliver world-class customer service, a better, more customized buying experience, and how you and your organization can create a brand new stream of revenue, visit them at www.bookingprotect.com. Once again, that's www.bookingprotect.com. Also, you're going to be able to see me and my friends from Booking Protect, uh, Simon Mab and Kat Spencer, at the Intix Conference in New York City from January 20th to 23rd. Um, you can get your tickets at intix.org. Uh, you'll even see my mug right there on the landing page, for better or for worse. Cat, uh, Simon, and I, we got games and activities and all kinds of great stuff planned. You're going to see us do some panels and some talking things. Uh, it's going to be great. So if you are in the vicinity of New York or if you're looking for an excuse to go to New York or if you're in tickets and you want to learn, you visit intix.org and get your tickets today. Also, you're going to want to check out my brand new newsletter. It's called Talking Tickets. It is five stories from the week that was with a little bit of analysis from me about why the story is important, how you should approach it, and what you can do to either respond to it or react to it or take advantage of it. You can get that by visiting my website at DaveWakeman.com and clicking on the link that says Get the Talking Tickets newsletter, and it will send you to the sign-up page. It's that simple. It's free. It's great. Uh, people seem to love it more than even they love the, the business of fun. So you want to check that out by going to my website, DaveWakeman.com, and clicking on the link for Talking Tickets. My guest today is my buddy Danny Frank from Citibank. Uh, Danny is the chair of the NTIX 2020 conference in New York City, and I wanted to have Danny on because, well, why not? Because, I mean... As you'll hear, we were laughing and cracking up, so I think that was probably a good enough reason to have Danny on the podcast. But we really wanted to talk to you about visiting Intix and what you can uh, find out and have in store. Um, Danny is a great advocate for the city of New York and Intix on its own, Um, but I'll tell you a little bit about my own personal relationship with Intix is uh, Andrew Thomas, who is one of the founders behind the Ticketing Professionals Conference in Birmingham, or Birmingham, UK, and Maureen Anderson, who is the CEO of Intix, uh, a few years back were really, really uh, intent on having me become a member of Intix. And it's been a really valuable experience for me. It's been great. I mean, last year I had Maureen on the podcast and we talked about it. It was a really, really been a great experience. Uh, this will be my third Intix, so uh, Dallas and Baltimore before it. Um, it's a tremendous learning opportunity, networking opportunity, and a chance for you to make friends, um, acquaintances, people you can learn from, people that you can get solutions to your challenges from, um, all kinds of great stuff. Um, so I think that you should become a member and go to Intex. Um, Danny comes on and tells you the exact same thing, and we talk about a bunch of stuff, like especially some really cool stuff that are that's going on in New York City this year that may be different than other uh, other years. Uh, one thing that is really going to be cool is opening night on Broadway at the Minskoff Theater on Monday night. Uh, Tuesday we're going to have the uh, keynote from one of the producers of Jagged Little Pill, which is you know, Jagged Little Pill, that's Alanis Morissette. Uh, Wednesday, we're going to do a big female leaders program. And then 
Friday, uh, Thursday, the, the closing keynote will be Jimmy Roberts, who is from NBC and the Olympics and the Golf uh, Network and Golf Channels. Uh, all of these things are going to be great. There's also a really cool band uh, that we're going to bring to Intix to entertain. So we're bringing the party to Intix, which is unique. It's going to be great. Uh, but Danny and I talk about all kinds of stuff besides Intix. We talk about a little bit about his career. Um, how he got involved in tickets, you know, what he's learned over the years from being involved in Intix. Uh, we talk about some of the stuff you're going to learn about Intix. We, we talk about uh, the some true tickets and some of the uh, charity partners and what we're doing there with 2020 Socks uh, for the conference, which is an initiative to, hand, to collect uh 2020 pairs of socks so that we can give them to the homeless folks um, and that's like an initiative to make sure that Intix gives back it's great uh, we'll talk about the true tickets partnership with kids and seats uh, that's another community give back um, we talk about some of Danny's feelings and hopes that about improvements in the industries um, we talk about some of my hopes and improvements for the industry we talk about things that our goals and what we hope that you'll learn by going to Intix um, you know this is really one where we had a chance to we wanted to sell you on going to Intix we wanted to highlight what an Intix membership has meant to both of us and well, we just wanted to have a little fun so without any more from me here is my conversation with Danny Frank on the Business of Fun podcast I want to welcome Danny Frank to the Business of Fun podcast. Danny, what's happening, man? Hey, Dave. How are you? I'm great. I'm great. This is our my annual or what has become my annual Intix episode. So I want you to sell my people on Intix. So tell me what's going on with Intix this year. I mean, Dave, Intix says itself. I mean, if you're a ticket person and, you, and you're not at Intix, you're missing out because Intix 2020 is going to be unbelievable in New York come mid-January. Yeah, so I know, I mean, I have a few secret insights. I know some people, and I know there's going to be some special things that are going to happen this year that maybe don't typically happen at an Intix. What have you got? Give me some news. So Dave, Break some news, Danny. Oh, yeah, so uh, we got we got a lot to talk about, Dave. So first of all, this is the, so Dave, this is the first time that Intix has been back in New York since 1994. So it's been 26 years since the conference has been back in New York. So to, to tell you that the Tri-Tix members here, that the local regional ticket group is excited, uh, is just uh, an understatement. So I've been working with our my co-chairs, who are Kyle Wright from Schubert and Kelly Brennan with Future Ticks. Um, and when we first met with Maureen Anderson, um, who obviously you know very well as the CEO and president of Intix, our first discussions with her were, Maureen, we are going to do stuff. We want to do things that are, that are special. We want to do things that are different. We want to have some exciting new elements. And that was really going to be our goal from the very beginning. So I know they say things are always bigger in Texas, but I got to tell you, New York is a city that never sleeps. And we are probably the most famous international destination city here on the East Coast. So we have a lot planned. And so much so, Dave, that we had to actually have an extra day of the conference. So I think you've been in the past, you know, the conference is usually Tuesday through Thursday. This year, we had to start on Monday just to fit in everything that we have planned. So we are starting on January 20th. Uh, it runs through January 23rd, and will be in the Hilton Midtown in the heart of Manhattan. So uh, I think if you want, we can talk about kind of the highlights of every day, if you want, what we have going on. 
Well, let's give let's give people a few highlights, right? I mean, because you know, I, I I jumped right in and I started joking, messing with you about like we're selling intakes here, but we're we're selling intakes. So what what are, are some of the highlights? Things. I mean, for God's sake, let's, my let's face start, is on the front start, of the landing page. Jesus, <laughs> I mean, it's got to be great. <laughs> it's got to be great. So we start on Monday with our uh, our venue tours, and I don't think you can get two more iconic venues here in New York. Radio City Music Hall, one of the showplaces and national iconic theaters of the U.S., landmark, the most famous theater in New York, uh, Radio City Music Hall. So we have tours going on all afternoon on Monday uh, where you can take a 75-minute guided tour of Radio City. Uh, really, really, it's almost across the street from the hotel, uh, so it's very close. And then for those people that are not as artsy and want to see more of a sports side of things, Jeff Hecker from the New York Jets and the people at MetLife Stadium are hosting a venue tour of MetLife Stadium. So we are it's only open to the first 100 people that are going to register because it's a very special tour. We're going to take people over to MetLife, have lunch, and see all the behind scenes at the stadium. So the premium spaces club levels, the locker rooms, and hopefully if the weather is appropriate, we'll get a group shot down on the field too. So those are two really amazing uh, venue tours. And then on Monday night, we are actually going to have an opening night reception at the Minskoff Theater presented by Broadway Direct. And honestly, there's no better way to kick off a celebration as big as Intix 2020 than an opening night on Broadway. I mean, what else is iconic about New York than having a show on Broadway, right? Exactly right. And as you know, Monday nights is usually nothing going on, and this year we have a, a huge opening night reception. Uh, Tuesday morning, we have our first keynote, which is going to be by Arvind Ethan David, who's the lead producer of a new show on Broadway called Jagged Little Pill. I think uh, everybody who knows Lennis Morissette knows that album was pretty popular back in the day, and now it's one, been turned into one of the more popular Broadway shows on Broadway, so... Uh, Arvin is going to be there to tell us all about his show, and um, hopefully there's some surprises involved with uh, that uh, keynote also. On Wednesday, we have an industry leadership uh, session in the morning, a keynote speech also by some amazing visionary and leaders in, uh, in the sports and entertainment world that are female leaders and industry amazing women who have been successful and are going to impart their knowledge into the membership and the people attending. Uh, we've been very aggressive in putting out uh, diversity things, and this is really something that we wanted to impart on the membership and wanted to uh, kind of have a session really geared towards that, and it's going to be an unbelievable uh, session Wednesday morning. Um, I'm going to come back to Wednesday night at the very end because that's kind of like our big uh, diamond in the ru- in the in, in the hole there. But well, this is like that would be Thursday. breaking some news because I know what this is. This is exciting. Uh, no, we'll talk about that Wednesday night in a minute. Let's talk about this, the the intix uh, part of things, like the actual sessions. And on Thursday afternoon, um, we have a closing keynote from Jimmy Roberts, who's a multi Emmy award winning. NBC Olympic and golf broadcaster who's going to talk about strategies for overcoming adversity and failure. We all have those times in our lives where we just aren't at our best, and he's dealt uh, with athletes and political figures and talked to them about how they overcome their stresses and their failures in their lives, and Jimmy's an unbelievable speaker and uh, will be there on Thursday afternoon to close the conference. So 
an unbelievable lineup of speakers and, and events uh, throughout the throughout the entire week. And uh, I, I think we just kind of teased a little bit on Wednesday night. Uh, yeah. well, we could save it for the end that, if you want. We can like really, really tease. Uh, so, no, like, we can you talk gotta, about it now. We can talk about it now. We'll hold you till um, the end. <laughs> so one of the things that one of the one of the, especially the things that that um, the co-chairs were really, um, I would say, focused on was creating a different type of intic celebration or gala. Now I know that you've been <laughs> to many of these galas before, and I've been to them, and they have been basically the same type of thing. I did hear through some sources that the disco party in 2003 in Denver was at the top of what the gala should be, but now we, I think we're aiming to have a new one. So we decided that it's kind of hard to bring 800 to 1,000 people to a concert, whether it's at the Garden or Barclays Center or wherever here in New York. So we have decided to bring the concert to Intix. So we are going to have the first ever concert Intix celebration at our conference at the Midtown Hilton and performing for us is going to be Mike Del Guidis and his Big Shot Band. And if anybody has ever heard of Mike Del Guidis or doesn't know who he is, uh, Mike and his band are the number one Billy Joel tribute band out on Long Island. And they were such an amazing tribute band that Billy Joel went to see them himself. And now Mike was hired by Billy and is in his band touring with Billy Joel. So Mike brings some of his partners that plays along with Billy at his shows in the garden and around the country, and they will be there in person performing with the full band for us on Wednesday night. Uh, it's like the next best thing to going to see Billy Joel at the garden is having Billy Joel's part of Billy Joel's band come to you. And and Mike is phenomenal. Um, he he is and. and he sounds just like him, and people are amazed at the the tribute band that these guys are. But they don't—they might only not play Billy Joel stuff, but they can play all kinds of rock and roll, and they will—they will amaze the membership. I, I, I promise you, it'll be a concert not to miss. Oh, it's gonna—it's gonna be awesome. I, I have no doubt. I mean, you know, there's and, nothing better than like a my, Long Island bar band. Exactly, and uh, their website is BigShotTributeBand.com if you want to see who they are, but they're amazing. That's awesome. Now, you, now I know you're part of the committee to bring Intix to New York, but I also, you know, because if I if I didn't ask you these questions about it, your Intix membership and about your participation in Intix, I wouldn't be doing the full Intix sales job. That, um, but tell me a little bit about what you got, how how you got involved, you know, what you gained from the organization and what it means to you. Um, because I think I've talked about it many times before about how aggressive um, Maureen was uh, about making sure that I got involved and having me involved. And, um, you know, all the people who are really in leadership or a part of the organization have been really generous and nice to me uh, with their time and their attention and their beliefs. Um, so, uh, to take a little bit of the pressure of selling it off of me, I want to ask you about this too, because we talked about this the last time we got together in New York. Yeah. So I, I would say I didn't even realize that Intix or back then Bami existed. Uh, when I was starting out my career, this was in the early 90s. I was working as the box office manager at the newly opened Georgia Dome in Atlanta. And Sunshine Tucker, who is to this day one of my closest friends and a couple other people in the industry there said, are you going to the BAMI conference? And I was like, what, what is BAMI? And she told me about Box Office Management International. I had no idea what it was, but 
my management at the time was all in favor of me signing up and going to the conference. And I got to tell you, Dave, from the minute I got there, uh, it was, I couldn't believe I was with the people that were my tribe members, as Maureen likes to say. Uh, the people that are ticketing, that spoke the language that I spoke and could be mentors to me and talk the same language that I talked about in terms of ticketing and providing guidance and leadership and mentorship. And from the first conference I went to, and I know there's this whole thing about people who attend the first timers and we have sessions for those people to kind of indoctrinate them into intics. There are people that I have met in the first timer session that we will have at the conference here on Tuesday morning that I promise you today are some of my closest lifelong friends in the industry. Not only are they professional friends, but they're some of my closest personal friends too. So I've been associated with it, with Intix now for uh, way longer than I probably should say. Uh, it's over <laughs> 25 years. Seven years, I think it is now, um, since 1992. So if you do the math, it's 26, 27 years. Um, and uh, I, I'll be honest with you, I, 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 it, it has gone by like it's five years, but the people that I have met and the relationships that I have met and the things that I have learned from this organization are invaluable and I would not trade it for anything. And it certainly has made me a better ticketing person, a better leader in my business, a better manager and a better person and a better professional overall. And there is, I owe a lot of my career and a lot of my development, a lot of who I am to this organization and the people that are in it. Yeah. I, I, um, you know, the closer, the more I get, the more I get involved, right? This will be uh, my, my part of the pitch is number one, I'm going to say hello to every red dot person there if I can, because that's like sort of my, my gig is I say hello to every mm -hmm. red dot and I go red dot, whatever your name is. And I introduce myself. Um, so if you are first timer, you can know that for certain, if I see you, I'm going to say hello. You're not going to have to initiate. Well, we have to say that the, the first timers are red dot people. That's why I, was, yeah. I didn't really want to say that, but you brought it up. So. All the first-timers do have a delegation on their tag that they are with the Red Dot, so we know who you are. And we will welcome you, and we want you to come up with, to us, and we will come up to you. And don't be afraid to approach people who you think have been in this organization for years and years and years. We want to meet you. We want to talk to you. We want to answer your questions, and we want to bring you into the fold. Yeah, that I mean, that, that's one of the nicest things about the conference is that, like, the red dot thing, right? Your first timer, but it's so that people can go, Hey, this is your first time. I understand that it's a little overwhelming or there's a lot going on. So let me talk to you and say hello to make it a little bit more accessible for you. So you don't feel overwhelmed. I mean, that, that's, that was the way I felt the first time I went. Yeah, exactly. And you'll meet people that you'll find your first time there that again, I promise you, I can give you a list of 10 to 15 people that I had met when I was a red dot person. I think it was in New Orleans in 1993, um, who I have been very close friends with ever since. And, and I'm not exaggerating. And we met, and we, we met there. We were red dot people the first time and we've been lifelong friends ever since. And we see each other in person once a year but you would think we saw each other every day throughout the year. Like you just don't miss a beat with these people. That's exactly right. I mean, I, I maybe only see people once or twice a year, but it's like you, it, you pick up right where you left off. It's, I mean, hundred percent. I, I think, I mean, I, I mean, I can't, um, you know, sell it hard, like, you, you know, just strongly enough. I think it's really great because, and this will go into the next question I'm going to ask you because like you, you and me, right. We don't have, um, 
you, you know, like a, a typical intakes background at this point in our careers. But we still find that, and I know this from talking to you, we both still find a tremendous amount of value from being a part of the organization, from seeing people, uh, meeting people, learning from people. And, and, and it's something that like, no matter where you're at in your career, and Maureen's going to love me for saying this, this is good for you no matter what part of the ticket world or the entertainment world you fit into. It's a great organization to take part of. I mean, I, I think if you're in any way associated with ticketing, no matter what, you need to be there. And like you said, you and I don't have traditional ticketing careers. We don't work for a box office. We don't work for a venue. We don't work for a team. We don't work for a property. Um, I work for a bank. And when I first took on this job and my friends in Intix were kind of questioning, like, why are you still coming? You work for a bank. But I manage tickets at a bank. And there's a lot that we do on a daily basis that deals with the ticketing industry, whether it's mobile tickets versus hard tickets, whether it's buying premium seats and negotiating certain things within the properties or working with how do you transfer mobile tickets or different things on that line, um, the trends in the industry or meeting people that you can just make an association with that you can then help one of your clients with. I mean, the networking is unbelievable, and you just never know who you're going to meet, and you never know who you're going to meet that at some point in time, you can pick up the phone or send an email and say, hey, I'm a fellow Intix member. I need your help. How can you help me? And Dave, I promise you, if you start off an email or a phone call with that sentence that I'm an Intix member, I may have met you at a conference or I may not have met you, but I'm a fellow member, can you help me? Any Intix member will respond immediately with help, with assistance, what they can do, whatever they can help with. But they will not ignore your phone call ever. Right. Yeah. That, I mean, that's pretty much uh, been my um, my experience with it as well. You know, so it's a very it, – it's just great, right? Because I know that people come to me all the time and they go, oh, I know you're like an Intix member or you're involved. And then I get back to them and they go, oh, I didn't realize you would get back to me. <laughs> <laughs> like, well, I mean, <laughs> what did you expect? Yeah, you never know when you you never know we're going to have to have a special request, or you need to know how to do something, or someone in your field, and you've never met them before. But you can go on the intake directory and say, "Oh, you know what? They did the same thing that I did." I mean, when I was a young kid starting out in the business, and I was running a box office for a seventy-one thousand seat stadium, do you think that I had the experience to know everything that I was doing? No, there were intake members at the time that I would lean on, and. She'll kill me for bringing her name up, but Karen Sullivan, who now works for Future Ticks, was someone who I relied on incessantly to answer my questions. And Karen ran the box office at, at, Met, at then um, the stadium here at the Meadowlands, where Giant Stadium was. And my GM at the time said, if you have any questions, call somebody who runs the stadium. So I had met Karen at, a, at one of the conferences, and, just, and I have to tell you, she would always answer my call, she would always respond, and... Karen and I have been now, she's still my mentor. She's fabulous. She doesn't do box office anymore, but I mean, if it wasn't for her, I probably wouldn't have got through, through half the things I went through, but it's just people like that, that will always pass it on to the next generation. So people who are coming up in this industry can call on people like myself who are more senior and we're happy to help. And it's just, it's kind of that mindset that we are all one big family. We are all one big tribe. We are all one big group. And we will always look out for each other no matter what. 
Yeah, no, I, and, and and I think that message, you know, people can't hear it enough. And, you know, and you had great mentors and I'll tell people what are the, you know, if they reach out to me, always reach out to me, right? Like you have a question, I might know the answer, but I definitely probably know the person who knows the answer. Um, and the thing is, is that I, for me, it's important because I didn't always have those mentors. So being able to understand what I was missing and give back to it is, um, you know, important to me. And so Intex gives me that platform and it, you know, so it's, it's just great. And I, and I really encourage people to take part in the conference and the membership because it's like really, really a very rewarding thing. You know, Dave, I got to tell you, so registration for the conference, if you're a member, is only $1,050. If you're not a member, it's 1550 The hotel rate through next Friday is only 249 a night, which is like the best hotel rate you'll find in the city. So you figure a few nights hotels, the registration, you're in for a couple thousand bucks plus expenses. Like I tell you, it's the best money you'll ever spend on your career and on yourself personally. If your company won't pay for it, invest in yourself. Right, exactly. Well, and let me, let me, let me make one more pitch for this. Um, if your membership, if if as a member you pay ten a thousand fifty right, and it's fifteen, yep. I forget the number. If you're a non-member, fifteen fifty. Yeah, fifteen fifty. Buy the membership because the membership is less than the difference between for a non-member. So get exactly. a membership, become a member. <laughs> to be, look, Dave, to become a member is two hundred. I think. I mean, it's like two fifty, two seventy five, something like that. Yeah, it's like two fifty or two forty nine somewhere around there. And look. Again, when I was not in the industry and I was maybe working some ancillary jobs, I paid on my own just because I wanted to be part of it. I would never, ever, even if I wasn't doing ticketing, I would still be a part of Intix because I feel so strongly about the organization. And that's no matter what I was doing in life, when I retire, I'll still be a member no matter what. doesn't matter. Yeah. I'll pay the money myself because that's how strongly I feel about this organization. I mean, that's an endorsement there. Now, we I think we've done uh, – if, they, if, if everybody doesn't appreciate that, how, how we sold the, the organization and the event, let's do one more thing about the event, and then I'll have a few other mm -hmm. questions for you. But sure. I was thinking about it because one of the things I did when I was at the Ticketing Professionals Conference in Sydney uh, recently was I challenged people – to uh, on a couple things as they were going into the conference, you know, cause I had, you know, that part of my thing was to um, push change and innovation and get people kind of uh, motivated to learn some new stuff. Um, and you, so I want to ask you a question along those same lines. Was, what do you hope people are going to learn or gain from intakes in New York this year? And I, if you want me to go first, I have three things jotted down to give you a second to think of them. Uh, no, I mean, I'll, I'll, I'll go first and then you can, if I don't cover them, you can cover them on your three. I mean, first of all, it's networking beyond your wildest dreams. I mean, you're going to meet people that you will have never imagined you would ever meet before. That's probably the biggest thing that you will find there. But also the educational track this year, we have 55 plus workshops throughout the three days of the event, of the conference. There's something for everyone to learn, whether you are, in a small theater or a big venue, whether you're in pro sports, you're in the arts, we have educational tracks or, or sessions or, or inspiration stage events that are going to be geared towards things that will help you in your career and help you in your day-to-day -day work. I saw that there's this one session like on Tuesday afternoon called Discount or Don't Discount. <laughs> I heard the guy speaking in that one it's is awful. really good. It's so awful. if you guys want to go to that one on Tuesday afternoon, there's this guy, Dave Wakeman, giving a talk um, on Discount or Don't Discount. So maybe people can learn from that. Um, so that's one thing that we think people will learn from. Um, there's going to be – there's 
15 different countries that are going to be represented, so it's a true international attendance. So maybe we do things different here in the U.S. than we do in Europe or I'm Asia really excited for people America. to hear from Jacob Lawson from FC Copenhagen because the way that they've done with uh, Facebook ads and digital search to drive ticket sales and merchandise sales is amazing. And I think that's mm -hmm. Thursday afternoon. Yeah. Um, and again, so you'll never hear that kind of content at any other type of uh, conference or professional seminars like you would hear here. We have um, 85 plus vendors that are going to be there. So every type of new thing in the ticketing industry, whether it's systems, whether it's tickets, whether it's wristbands, whether it's products related to the industry, every type of ticketing industry thing that you could imagine will be on display at the exhibition hall. We've sold out every space in the exhibition hall and we could use more. We just don't have the exact space. So you got to be there if you want to know what's going to happen and what's going to be available to you in the industry. So I think it's all, it's education, it's networking, it's learning from people from other countries, it's seeing what the industry trends are at the exhibition hall, and it's meeting new people and just being around the tribe. So I don't know if you had more on your three, but those were kind of my things. Yeah, I, I had to meet people, right? Because that's the most, that's going to be the most important mm -hmm. thing, I think, right? Uh, you know, the second thing I wrote down was find some new ideas that, you know, especially something that makes you a little uncomfortable, right? Because we get very tied to the way we've always done things. And, you know, mm -hmm. and be willing to test it when you get back to your office, right, to your building. And then the third yeah. thing is, is like do something that will extend what, the, you know, the connection, the community you, you build by going to the conference, right? And I don't know if that's like yeah. volunteer for something. Maybe it's, um, you, you know, take part in a committee or a conversation or just be active on the uh, the website. You know, do something that's going to extend that relationships or those relationships you started in New York. And Dave, I would also ask, I thought about one or two while you were talking. I think one is get involved, like you said, volunteer to be on an index committee, volunteer to be part of what we do. And I think the most important thing that you should do when you get to New York, Dave, is have fun. I mean, we are a tribe of people who love to have fun. We're in their entertainment business. We're not in a stale industry. We love to have fun. You've been around it. I've been around it. We like to have fun, don't we? <laughs> Last time I checked, we did. <laughs> okay, so we, we like to have fun. At least you and, and I do. <laughs> exactly. So if you're going to come to New York, come with a great attitude, come that you're going to learn. But you know what? We're also going to give you a lot of chances to have a lot of fun here in New York, too. Oh, my gosh, yes. That's absolutely correct. Um, and, and then, Dave, while we're talking about fun, I also think that we should talk about like how responsible Intix is, too, because we like to have fun, but we also like to give back to the communities also that we're involved in too. And I think that's part of what Intix is all about. So for the second year in a row, uh, True Tickets is going to help us do this through the Community Give Back Program. Yeah. So there are two community partners that we're going to be working with here in, during the conference. And if you don't mind, I'd just like to take two minutes to talk about that part of the conference as well. Because no, I think that not do. only do we like to have fun, but, other but I think we also want to provide for other people too. So one organization that we're going to be dealing with is called Kids in Seats. I don't know if, if people have heard about them or not, but they are an organization based in New York here that will take unused tickets, whether it's for corporations like me, venues, pro, uh, theaters, teams, or whoever, and they'll take them at the very last minute, and they repurpose them to provide them to underprivileged or deserving kids and allow them to take an event that they would never have the opportunity to go to on their own. And they don't just do it to kids because they're in a poor or tough situation. 
They do it to kids who deserve the ability to go. Like, you did go to school for two weeks. You went for a month. You get to go to a game, things along those lines. So it's a really unbelievable organization. Rayanne McLaughlin is the one who runs it, and she will be on site there, and there will be more about that as we go along. The second organization that we're partnering with is a, comp- is a group called Knock Knock Give a Sock. Their founder is Adina Lickman, and what they do is they donate, they collect socks to give to the homeless people uh, in different cities around the country. Um, if you talk to people that are active in the homeless um, world and really care about that kind of need in society, what those people need most is warm feet. And um, we're going to try and donate 2,020 pairs of socks. So the challenge is out to the Intex members. If you're coming, bring one, two, 10, 20 pairs of socks. The warmer, the better, but they'll take all kinds, men's, women's, kids, Dress socks, tube socks, dress, you know, athletic socks, warm wool socks. Uh, there'll be more on that coming out in, a, in an email blast later on, but it's a real easy thing to just stuff in your suitcase, bring a pack of socks, and we're going to hopefully donate over 2,020 pairs of socks to the homeless. No, those are, um, those are two great programs that I think, uh, I hope people will, um, pay attention to. And as an added bonus, I will make sure that I promote both of those things, uh, on the podcast here, but also, you know, in the talking tickets newsletter and, um, you know, because, you know, positive incentives for kids to do the right thing are very important. And then, um, you know, living in DC, I understand like the homeless population of vets is, um, one of the bigger populations, you know, so just giving back and supporting, um, people who maybe, you know, are, you know, are going through a rough time is, you know, something, you know, really should be at the kind of the heart of what we're doing anyway, because, as people who are in the entertainment, it's about building a community and or a tribe, you know, and we want to make those things inclusive. So, I mean, I'm happy to hear that we're going to be doing some stuff around that and to promote that here. That's great. Awesome. Yeah. yeah. So, all right, a couple more questions and then we'll, we'll, we'll go off yep. into the, off into the winter night, winter sky. Um, now sure. you and I both have um, a pretty strong opinion on the nature of the business. And what I want, mm-hmm. you know, what I want to ask you is, um, what are one or two things that you hope to see um, the industry uh, improve upon or grow on, you know, going forward in the next couple, you know, twelve to twenty-four months, or you know, even into the future? Yeah, I mean, I think it, you know, it's hard from where I sit to see a lot of those trends because I'm not really in the day-to-day operations. But I think there's a couple of things. One, I think is, I think that we have to be more flexible of a of a of a kind of ticketing group. I mean, like we're always as Dan DeMotta from future ticks says, like we're always the people that say no, like we say no, 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 no. Like, why don't we say yes all the time? You know, it's a final sale. Why are we more flexible? And I think we need to kind of realize who our customers are and how we can really gear ourselves towards making the customer experience a little bit better when they buy tickets. So how do we make that easier for people and things along those lines? I think that that's, uh, I think that's one. Um, and I also think that we have to figure out how to make things more affordable for people. Um, I know that's not the ticketing community's problem, but in the end, if things people can't afford things, then we really don't have a business, right? If they can't afford them, they can't buy anything. So how do we work with How do we make it known that people have to be able to afford things? And how are we flexible? And how do we come up with new ideas? And how do we get our voices heard by those on in the marketing side or in the business side of things to say, hey, we see how our customers deal with. We get the feedback. Listen to us. Here's what we need to do. And I think those are some things that we need to keep an eye out for. 
Yeah, no, those are two great ones. I um, The thing about getting your voices heard, too, is I did a workshop in Melbourne, Australia, uh, which is still amazing to me that I was just a loudmouth with a uh, with a microphone and a newsletter could do a workshop in Australia and people actually came and paid for it. Um, but that was one of the big things was like how to get your, you know, your voice heard in the organization. And I tell people kind of constantly is to make sure that you are talking about value, right. And, and expressing it mm-hmm. in the form of value because customer being customer centric, which is the other thing you were talking about is so key, right? Because there's so many, there's so much competition for people's entertainment dollars because and affordability is a huge issue because, um, and you, you work at a bank, so you've probably see, even seen data on this is that people's spending power is declining. So the decision to buy from, you know, one of us in the entertainment business or like a restaurant or a bar is much more com- uh, competitive than ever before. And so exactly. both of and these are like 100%. huge things to pay attention to. Um, strangely yeah, enough, think, we're like, uh, very, we're, we're very aligned on these things. <laughs> I know. Um, I also, I'm also a big, I'm also a staunch person on, I also think that hopefully, you know, we've gone from this thing of we only need mobile tickets. And as someone who's in the premium space, for us, we still rely and think that there's an impression made and memories made by having hard tickets. And um, I know a trend is really geared towards mobile ticket, mobile ticket, but I do think that some of our properties that we deal with are, are understanding that, you know what, hard tickets still need to be part of what we do. And um, we feel that that's how we make an impression on our clients and it's how sometimes memories are made by kids and their dads and moms and their daughters and dads and their daughters and other families. If you take a kid to a, an event and they have the souvenir as opposed to a QR code on their phone, you know, those are memories that can be made. So I think that there still has to be kind of this not all or nothing deal, but a hybrid in between where you can accommodate both. Yeah, I agree. I think that uh, hard tickets is a marketing message, right? And it's mm-hmm. one that says that like what the the event you're going to go to, no matter what, is valuable enough that you need the souvenir to remember. And that's the I, to me that's an expectation I would think you'd want to set. And so when you we were talking about that, I was very um, heartened because I was like, well, I couldn't agree more. It's not so much the it's not about anything except for like the impression you want to set for the client, for the guest, for the customer. It's, you know, yeah, 100%. But that's me. Uh, the final question I have for you is I do these things every year and I'm working on them now is I ask people for their 2020 predictions, right? Or like something that they're going to pay attention to or something that they want to highlight heading into the new year. Um, do you have one or two that you things that you're going to pay attention to or predictions or things yeah, you want to highlight? So, you're like, I got tons yeah, of I mean, them. I, I, I see it somewhere. <laughs> so I'm going to do it from where I sit, Dave, yeah. as opposed to, you know, just in. So I think that. Moving forward from a premium perspective, companies like ours are going to really look at how we purchase our inventory in the future. Like, do season tickets really make sense to us? Does it, is it a value to buy season tickets to an 81 game baseball season or do we just buy them on the one-off through either the team or the secondary market or the resellers or things on those lines? Do we want to make a 10 year commitment to a, property or, or a basketball team who might be successful today, but do we think that they're going to be successful two or three years down the road? So I think that teams and in those spaces and venues really have to think about how moving forward are they going to adapt to changes in purchasing strategies in premium customers like myself. I think that that's going to be a huge issue down the road. Yeah. Um, 
I mean, if, if the only people only got that one, that would be a great one for it. Because, you know, I think our, again, our beliefs align on this thing is that everybody has to be a little bit more customer centric and everybody has to pay attention to, um, what the customer needs. Not what's best for them, but mm-hmm. what's best for the customer. Because if you're doing right by the customer, most of the time the customer is going to reward you by buying from you. But, and right now those incentives are not aligned in a lot of cases. And it's not only incentives, Dave. It's also, it, are we are we spending the right money towards things? Like, does it make sense to buy season tickets for 81 games when our people are only going to 30 or 40? Do we buy only those 40 when we need them? Things along those lines. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. Or for basketball, whether it's 40 games for basketball or 80 for for baseball or even 10 for, for football. You know, does it make sense to buy the whole season? Or do we just say, we'll buy them when we have a need, and if we if we spend a little bit more we might spend a little bit more on the ones that we need for that game, but overall we may end up spending less. You never know. Right. Yeah. And, and the thing is, is that, and I know this is a popular topic or should be a popular topic. It's incumbent on the teams and the venues and the organizations to figure out how to make it easier for you to use your tickets, to figure out how they they can help you create value with the tickets you own, not for you to figure it out on your own, because that's a huge opportunity. Dave, that's a, that's a great point, Dave. I mean, I had a, I had lunch with one of our local team owners the other day here in New York, and his express purpose was coming to say, hey, what is it going to take to get you to buy, and what are the things that we need to include in our pitches to people like you? Like, you you know it. Like, you get it. What, when we go to other people who don't, what do we need to include? We want your in, insight. So you're exactly right. It's like, what can we include? How do we do things better? And what's the incentives to buy? Yeah. Well, I mean, this is, that's what, when you say it like that, that's what's funny too, is that when I talk to teams, they like look at me like, well, like I have three heads, but I'm going, I know this stuff because number one, right? I mean, I've told you this before. Like my wife is one, is a buyer like you, right? Like that's what, that's part of her thing, right? She entertains people just like you. So I know it because I talk to people all the time and they tell me what they're frustrated with or where they're having challenges or where they're having issues. And so you got to talk to your customer. And then I get people go, oh, you're too customer centric. I go, without a customer, you have nothing. So I mean, it's up to everybody else. I mean, you know, exactly guys right. like you and me are giving are giving them all the information they can handle to figure out how to do this. Yeah, is whether or not you take action. Hundred percent. Now, Danny. Yep. How can people find you on the internet? We want to plug intix.org is where you're going to find all the information about the conference and tickets for the for the conference, and how you can get your membership. Remember, Danny and I told you it was a good bargain, but where else can we find you, Danny? So I am everywhere you would think I'm on. I'm on Facebook. <laughs> uh, my Twitter hand, I'm on Twitter. I'm on Facebook. I'm on LinkedIn. Um, my Twitter handle is dmfrank7, so at dmfrank7. I'm on Facebook. Uh, I'm on LinkedIn, Danny Frank. You can just search for me here, and you'll find my profile. Anybody who sends me a request to connect, I'm happy to connect, and feel free to follow me on Twitter. Yeah, awesome. Well, Danny, thanks so much for doing this. I'll see you in a couple weeks Dave. in New York. Hey, Dave, it was my pleasure. And, Dave, I got a deal for people who who listen to our podcast. Sure. So I think, you know, we went pretty long. What do you think? So if people made it this far to the end of the podcast and they find us in New York, we'll buy a few pictures and own a few beers. What do you think? I think that's totally great. I mean, that sounds like a lot of fun to me. I mean, there's a couple great bars near the hotel. There you go. So people come up to us and say, "Hey, I made it that far. You guys owe me a beer." Find us. We can do that. Yeah. What do you think? Find us, and we'll take. We'll go out. We'll make sure we go out on, for drinks on Tuesday. 
All right. Because there's no good. there's no big plan there's no big party plan on Tuesday, right? No, but the, you better be there on Wednesday or else you're gonna be missing out. That's exactly right. What did you think of my conversation with Danny Frank? I can speak for Danny and for Marine and for all the board members like Derek Palmer, Andrew Thomas, Kat Spencer, uh, everybody I'm forgetting. And I only mentioned their names because I have probably talked to them today. When I tell you that I hope to see you at Intix in New York on the 20th through the 23rd of January. Again, get your tickets at Intix.org. Um, you know, come see me speak. Come see Simon speak. Come see Andrew speak. Come see everybody speak. It's going to be a great event. It's going to be a great chance for you to connect with people from all across the industry, um, primary, secondary, uh, vendors, uh, you know, uh, buildings, uh, sports, entertainment, theater, concerts, everything. It's really, really going to be a great opportunity. It's going to be bigger and better because it's in New York. And I say that because I have a strong New York City bias and I'm not afraid to admit it. As always, I want to remind you, please check my website. It's DaveWakeman.com. There is a blog. There is a calendar of events. There is uh, articles I mentioned in. There's almost anything you can imagine. It's a great resource. Um, make sure you hook up with me on the social media. So uh, connect with me on LinkedIn or follow me on the Twitter. Right? Get there. Um, if you're a fan of the podcast, I'd love it if you'd share it with a colleague. Right? Tell them. Send them this episode with Danny Frank or send them some of my previous ones with uh, guys like Tony Knott, Sam Sherman, Patrick Ryan, Maureen Anderson, uh, any of these, you know, that you might find valuable. There's almost 100 episodes now. I can't believe it. It's great. But share one. If you're beyond sharing it with your colleagues because you already do that all the time, I'd love it if you'd become a subscriber. We're on, I think, all of the major podcast platforms now. And if you want to go even one step further, make sure you leave a review or a rating. This thing helps people um, find the podcast. It helps make sure that I can continue to improve as a podcast host and make sure I get great guests to come on the podcast. Um, as always, I want to thank my friends at Booking Protect, the global leaders in refund protection. Make sure you check them out at bookingprotect.com so you can find out how you can partner with them to deliver world-class customer service for your guests, a better, more customized buying experience, and how you can generate a new stream of revenue. And like I've said before a couple times now, make sure you come check us out at Intix, right? It's in New York City. I mean, if there's no better place in the world to visit than New York City, I mean, it's got to be, if it's not in the, the number one place, it's got to be top three. Okay, I'll, get, I'll, I'll, I'll give you that, okay? Uh, make sure you come see us. It's going to be great. Uh, I'm talking a couple times. Uh, Simon's talking a couple times. Kat's probably talking a couple times. Um, we're going to be doing some games and giveaways. We'll have a, probably have our fancy favorite white couch there in the booth. It's going to be a great time to hang out, to connect with people, to learn from people. Like I said on the podcast, red dot whatever your name is, I'm going to get you. And I'm going to say hello so you know you're going to know at least one person. Okay? Um, so check it out, intix.org. Get your tickets. You probably, if you click on my, my mug, you probably get sent right to the ticket buying page. I don't know, but it's going to be a great opportunity to hook up with me and a lot of other people just like me. Um, you know, send me an email if you're coming, Dave at DaveWakeman.com, and we'll make sure that we say hello to each other. We get connected. It's going to be awesome. Okay. So until next time, thank you so much for listening, and I'll talk to you again soon. Take care. Yeah.